Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will preview the 2022 Big Ten Conference volleyball season with Big Ten Network volleyball analyst Emily Eamon. The Big Ten Conference announces a huge media rights deal. The Indiana Pacers announced the 2022-23 schedule, and the Indiana Cutters end their season with a playoff loss. We will have a look at our high school scoreboard, and we will look ahead to the week in IU Athletics, so let's talk sports. And we will start with the Big Ten Conference agreeing to a new seven-year, $7 billion media rights agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC. The new deal starts July 1st, 2023, and will go through the 2029-2030 school year. The schools are projected to make 80 to $100 million annually. UCLA and USC join the conference in 2024. ESPN is not a part of the new agreement for the first time since 1982. In football, Fox will get the noon kickoff window, CBS the 3.30 window, and NBC will show games in prime time starting at 7.30. Each network will get the Big Ten Championship football game as CBS gets it in 2024 and 2028, NBC in 2026. Fox having it the other four years. Fox has broadcast the championship game since it started in 2011. Other highlights include a second Black Friday football game on CBS. Iowa and Nebraska play on Fox. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament Championship game goes to CBS for the first time, while the network keeps the Men's Basketball Semifinals and Championship. Peacock NBC streaming service will have 47 men's and 30 women's basketball games and 8 football games for the 2023-24 season. The Indiana Pacers announced the 2022-23 regular season schedule. The season opens October 19th against the Washington Wizards at Gamebridge Fieldhouse at 7 p.m. And the regular season ends April 9th with a trip to New York. The Pacers will play an 82-game schedule with 41 home games and 41 away games. The Pacers will play four preseason games on October 5th at Charlotte, October 7th at New York, and they will host New York October the 12th in Houston October the 14th. The Indiana Cutters lost to the Sin City Buccaneers 20-4 in the Blue Collar Football League Western Conference Divisional Playoff Semifinals Saturday at the Central Green Turf Field in Indianapolis. The Buccaneers scored with 122 left in the first quarter on a 35-yard touchdown pass. The extra point was blocked, and Mason Scott took it the other way for a two-point conversion to make it 6-2. It is the third time the Cutters have scored on a defensive two-point conversion this season. The Buccaneers added two more touchdown passes to make it 20-2. Mason Scott got a safety when the Buccaneers running back was tackled in the end zone for a seven-yard loss to make it 20-4 with 9.35 left in the game. 
It was the second time this season the Cutters have scored a safety on the Buccaneers. The season ends for the Cutters at 4-7 and seven, while the Buccaneers face the Indiana Tornadoes next week for the Western Conference Championship game. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. Week one of high school football is complete. Edgewood beat Mitchell 38-16. The Mustangs host Monrovia Friday at 7. Bloomington South beat New Albany 34-14. The Panthers are at Martinsville Friday at 7 o'clock. Mooresville beat Bloomington North 38-13. The Cougars are at Bedford North Lawrence this Friday at 7. In high school volleyball, Edgewood beat Bloomington South 3-1. It's the first time Edgewood has beaten the Panthers since 2011. Columbus East beat Bloomington North 3-0. Floyd Central beat Bloomington South 3-0. Terre Haute South beat Edgewood 3-0. Brownstown Central beat Bloomington North 3-0. Edgewood beat Brown County 3-1. Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 3-0. In girls soccer, Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 16-0. Edgewood beats Indian Creek 8-0. Columbus East beats Bloomington North 2-1. Bloomington South and Center Grove tied 2-2 and Castle beat Bloomington South 1-0 in boys soccer. Bloomington South beat Washington 2-1. Martinsville beat Edgewood 8-0. Bloomington South beat Center Grove 2-1. Columbus North beat Bloomington North 6-0. Bloomington North beat Washington and Terre Haute North to win the Washington Hatchet invite. In girls golf, Martinsville beat Bloomington North 196-198. Edgewood beat Eastern Green 193-296. Bedford North Lawrence beat Bloomington South 108-201. Bloomington South was third place at the Jasper Invitational. In boys tennis, Bloomington North beat Seymour 3-2. In girls cross country, Lighthouse Christian participated in the Seymour Invitational but did not post a team score. Bloomington North won the Brown County Harrier Classic. Bloomington South was second. Edgewood was second at the Indian Creek Invite. And boys cross country, Lighthouse Christian participated in the Seymour Invitational but did not post a team score. Bloomington South was second. Bloomington North fourth in the Brown County Harrier Classic. And Edgewood second in the Indian Creek Invite. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we'll preview the 2022 Big Ten Conference volleyball season with Big Ten Network volleyball analyst Emily Eman. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning online at carpetcleaningbrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. 
Hi, this is Matthew Mounts with Rival Showdown Pro Wrestling, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. She is back for her second appearance. She is the digital host and Big Ten volleyball analyst for the Big Ten Network. She is also a proud native of Bloomington and a proud grad of Bloomington South. Emily Eamon is my guest. Emily, always a pleasure to have you back and thank you for taking the time to join me as we get ready for another big season of Big Ten volleyball. Oh, it's, it's going to be a good one, and I'm happy to be back talking about it with some some fellow Bloomington guys, for sure. Always a pleasure, indeed. Well, let's start with Big Ten Media Days that were held August 1st and 2nd in Chicago at the Big Ten Network Studios. First time ever a conference has done this, 28 players, all 14 coaches. Just take me through those two days of what an historical time that was for Big Ten Volleyball. It was so, so cool. I mean, we're the first conference to do it for volleyball, the first conference to do it for any Olympic sport in general, to have all those teams in one place. You know, it was really the first time that all those teams and all those players had been in one spot. We don't have a conference tournament for volleyball, so it kind of allowed us to have the first time hosting all of these teams. And we did it at the Big Ten Network office in downtown Chicago, which was so cool to be able to do it there and, you know, have our normal studio. And for me to have the digital studio, which is where I spent most of my time. But I mean, it was historic, you know, on the heels of the 50th anniversary of Title IX off of, you know, two teams from the Big Ten coming off the national championship game and and at a time where the push for our coverage of this sport has never been bigger. So it was so cool having those players and coaches in, they did about 20 minute rotations in each room. It was like eight or nine rotations each. So they would go from our TV studio to the digital studio to TikTok room to pressers to ESPN, Sirius XM, whatever it was. But all the the players and coaches absolutely loved it. It was so cool to just have so much coverage surrounding them. And then on Monday night, after the first day, we had a dinner with all the players, all the coaches. We had speakers, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten Commissioner, Raynell Jones, one of our student athletes, our coordinating producer at Big Ten Network, Sue Marriott, and then Alicia Glass Childress, who was a setter for Penn State back in the day. But it was so cool to have all those players and coaches just in one room. You know, a really cool event for them to mingle, get to know each other a little bit more, and to kind of just have a good time celebrating the successes and how far Big Ten Volleyball has come. Was there any player or coach that stuck out to you during the media days that maybe said something that really caught your eye? You know, for me, it was really exciting because I know most of the coaches really well, but it was a really good opportunity for me to get to know our new coaches. You know, at Penn State, Katie Schumacher-Colley, I had a few conversations with her prior. She was awesome. Leah Johnson at Michigan State is one of my favorite people. She's just so open, tells it how it is. But one person I hadn't talked to was Jim Barnes, the new head coach of Iowa. And he was an awesome guy. You know, he came from Tulane. His his players could not have had better things to say about him. And it was the first time I had really gotten to know him and had conversations. But, you know, it, it's it's Iowa, so they're not the the best program in the conference. But it was really exciting to see that that program now has someone in place that I think could really get them to a better place than they, than they have been. So really just meeting those new coaches for me was really exciting and getting some FaceTime with them. 
Now, this was the first time that, of course, Russ Rose, longtime Penn State coach, not involved. He's now retired after a long career. Of course, two of his pupils, Steve Aird from IU, Adam Hughes from Maryland, they took a different approach to media days because apparently Russ Rose had a no-tie rule, so Steve Aird decided to follow that and pay homage to Rose without the tie, but Adam Hughes decided, I'm going to wear the tie, but apparently he admitted he had to learn how to tie a tie. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. I mean, Rose Rose's legacy stretches so far. You know, pretty much every coach has maybe one degree of separation from him. I mean, he's the winningest coach of all D1 athletics, men's or women's. I mean, he is just such a legendary figure in volleyball, but not even in just in general collegiate sports. So it was fun to see kind of some of those coaches pay homage to him. Now, looking at the preseason poll, Wisconsin, of course, defending national champions is one. Nebraska, Minnesota, Ohio State, Penn State. You have Illinois and Michigan tied for sixth. Purdue eighth, then Northwestern, Maryland, Michigan State, Iowa, IU, and then Rutgers. Of course, the top eight all made the NCAA tournament last year. You feel like Northwestern and Maryland have the best chance to possibly get into the tournament. Does any of this surprise you in terms of where the teams stack up? Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised. Now, this is a coach's poll, so it's voted only by the coaches. But I honestly was really surprised that Wisconsin ended up at number one. I think they lost a lot of key players. They lost their starting outside, middle, center, libero. Like, they lost a lot of their team. Yes, they just won the national championship, but they lost so many of those key players. I definitely would put Nebraska first there, and I think we saw that reflected in the ABCA poll that was just released. But other than that, I mean, I actually really think it's pretty accurate where Purdue is on this. They lost so many pieces, too. I know Dave Shondell was not very happy about it up in West Lafayette about them getting picked eighth, but... I do think Illinois and Michigan are going to be really good this season, and and I could see them finishing above Purdue. Other than that, I mean, toward the bottom, you know, typically for those bottom four or so spots, it really could be anyone's game for who finishes kind of the top of that bottom tier and then at, at the end. But no, I agree. Northwestern and Maryland, they have a really good chance of doing a lot better than this shows. I think Northwestern specifically, you know, call me a homer, whatever you want to do. But I think this is the year that, Northwestern could really take strides. They didn't lose anybody last season that got significant playing time. So, you know, if Northwestern is going to have a good year and potentially make the NCAA tournament, I think for them, this would be the year that they're going to do it. Was there a particular reason why Illinois and Michigan were tied? I think they just tied in number of votes. You know, again, the coaches, the coaches vote for them and and kind of vote the order and however that works. So, you know, I, I think it was just they ended up with the same number of votes. And so tie it was. You mentioned the American Volleyball Coaches Association National Poll. Four Big Ten teams in the top ten with Nebraska number one, Wisconsin three, Minnesota five, Ohio State seven, then Purdue 13th, Illinois 17th, Penn State 20th, Michigan receiving votes. Ohio State, Jen Flynn Oldenburg talked about it during media days. They open up with Texas, and they built their schedule to go play the best. Were you surprised at? how she's scheduled and what do you think the Buckeyes do with that tough schedule in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, they got a very, very tough schedule coming up. Someone pointed it out to me on Twitter that was just so surprising in terms of how tough their schedule really is. But that was something that Jen Flynn Oderberg really, really wanted to do this season was they really wanted to schedule tough. Last season, she felt like 
the team wasn't necessarily ready for Big Ten play based on how their schedule was. Yes, they had a hard conference schedule last season, but she really wanted to ramp it up. You know, they're playing almost 10 non-con matches that are, you know, top 25 matchups. It's it's pretty crazy that they're going to go through such a big gauntlet of, you know, how how good of teams that they have. But again, that was something that she wanted to focus on was getting a tougher schedule in non-conference so that they would feel ready for conference play. Because Big Ten volleyball, once it starts, you can't take a night off. Oh, absolutely not. And then we we look at Indiana being 13th. Great offseason, though, for Steve Harris Futures. They got to go on a European trip. They added two big international players, one from Spain, one from Turkey. Do you think Indiana is going to be better than that 13th preseason poll rank? I I could definitely see it. Again, I feel like for those bottom four teams, it's usually a toss-up where they'll end up in order. But I do think Indiana could definitely finish better than 13th. I think Coach Aird said it best at media days, you know, this team is not being microwaved, it's baking. You know, it's going to take time to get this team to where they want to be, especially last season. They had so many young players, and those players are now kind of learning what it is to what it's like to be in a a giant Big Ten match. You know, we heard those two players, Paula Sarami and Cam Hayworth, talk about it at media days, but just how big everything is in the Big Ten. Paula, I remember her saying everything's bigger in the Big Ten. Every game feels like a national championship. So it's a lot of those young players learning what it's like to play in some of these crazy arenas with, you know, 8,000 fans. But I think this team is getting older. They're getting a little bit more experienced. And I mean, I would think that they would finish better than 13th. But again, you know, the Big Ten, it's so, so hard to do well and and move up. It really does. It takes time. But I think Coach Aird feels positive about it in terms of, okay, if we can be better than we are in August, once December comes, I'll feel good about it. But I do think this team is going to continue to get better and better. And I think they could be better than where they were last year, for sure. With Purdue and Dave Shondell, he's gotten them to the Elite Eight the last two years. Can he take that next step and can the Boilers make a Final Four? I would say the season, to put it bluntly, no. They lost some really big pieces. They lost many All-Americans, a libero, a setter, an opposite, an outside, a middle. I mean, they essentially lost their whole team. They really only have one or two players that even got some playing time, which is really just Raven Colvin, which is one of their middles, who was kind of rotated in and out throughout the time. And then their outsides, who they switched between Maddie Chin, Emma Ellis, and Maddie Cook. And they really don't return that much production from the last team. That's not to say that they don't have people that can step up from the bench last season. They brought in some transfers, but I think a final four for this team would be a stretch. I would maybe think that they would be a sweet 16 team, but I, I don't see them going further than, than that. Rutgers finished the Big Ten last year winless. Do they finally get a win this year? I think they will. I think Caitlin Schweighoffer has done a great job in that program of getting those little wins. And the way that she kind of counts success is not not necessarily on a win-to-win basis. So in the Big Ten, again, it's so hard to get wins. So she kind of measures success on, okay, are we scoring more points than we did, you know, last season? Are we winning more sets than we did last season? Are we maybe taking some of these teams to to deuces in these sets? And I think this this program, since she stepped in, has gotten better and better in, in that sense. So scoring just more points, winning more sets. Um, I do think this season they have a really good freshman class coming in. I don't know if they'll necessarily be, I would say, good this season, but I could see it happening next season. But I do think they'll get at least a handful of wins this season for sure. I, I could definitely see it happening. 
We're going to take a quick break and we come back more with Emily Eamon after this timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hi, this is Keandra Brown with Indiana Women's Basketball, and you're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Emily Eamon, volleyball analyst and digital host for the Big Ten Network. Emily, we were talking about teams in the conference. You've come up with a top 20 player list. Right now, you've gone from 11 to 20. The top 10 is not revealed yet. I know it's going to come with time. So how long did it take you to put this whole list together and what went into this? Well, first, I was so excited to just do this list. We've been doing it for the last few years for football and men's basketball, and I believe we did one for women's basketball. But, I, you know, I said it's about time that we have some kind of countdown for for volleyball um, leading up to the season. So, yes, I listed my top 20 players in order to count down each day up until first serve. So this list took me way longer than I anticipated. I mean, I was just sitting there moving people around for hours and hours and hours. I thought it would be so much easier, but kind of what went into my list, I only did returners. So I didn't have any transfers on this list. We didn't have necessarily really big transfers that really would have made it. I maybe would have put Nalani Yosia from Michigan State on this, but I didn't include transfers. And I kind of just looked at their play as a whole on the court, off the court. So, you know, what what awards are they winning? Are they an All-American? Where they're finishing in the conference in terms of, you know, on the leaderboards of, you know, hitting percentage, block percent, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of also just in general, how valuable are they to their team? So are they a really good leader for their team? You know, things like that. So yes, this list took me so long to put together, but it was really fun. You know, it gave me some kind of direction on, you know, who are some of the big players in the league to watch right now. I think in general, it's just, it's good to have for volleyball. You know, it gets people excited for the season to see some of those big names on, on my top 20. And, and hopefully, you know, we're getting into the, to the top 10 for the next few days. So it'll be exciting to kind of unveil those, but it's been, it's been great. The response has been awesome. It, it was really fun to do. And looking forward to seeing who is the top returning player in the Big Ten, which will come here in the coming days. You're getting ready to go call matches. You're finally going to get to go back on site for for several matches. How excited are you to just get back on the road and get back in these Big Ten volleyball venues that you've played in yourself? 
Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Last season I did about 20 games, the network and was only on site for, I think five of them. So it was like most of them I was calling from Chicago, but this season I am on site for about four fifths of my games. And I am so, so excited to be at these arenas, talking to the coaches and the players, getting a feel for the gym and the environments. I am so excited to get back on the road. There's a record setting 55 games that will be on TV this year, 47 on Big Ten Network, six between ESPN2 and ESPNU, and then two on Fox Sports 1. You also announced that you're going to get to call some games for ESPN, so congratulations. How excited are you for that opportunity to work with ESPN? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I've been at Big Ten Network for the last year or so, but for me, it's always been a goal to call some of these NCAA tournament games, and right now ESPN is the one who holds the rights to those games. So they're all broadcast through ESPN or ESPN networks. And for me, that's a, it's a really big career goal of mine. I want to call some of these NCAA tournament games. And so working with them, you know, working for a network like ESPN is, has always been a dream of mine. It's a, it's a dream come true, but most of my games are with big 10 network. You know, we have pretty much all of all the big games, all the really big matchups on our networks. I love working with everybody there. Again, it's a record number of games, and, and I'm so excited to be a part of some of those really, really big matchups. And the Big Ten's going global because they announced a partnership with Volleyball World, so they're going to have 70-plus matches on Volleyball World TV, and the Big Ten Network's going to be streaming along with Big Ten Plus worldwide. And at the net, the show that you're involved in, kind of like the journey for football and basketball, is also going to be on there. So how excited is this to see the Big Ten now go to a global audience? It's it's really hard to explain how big it is. You know, matches that we see here in the States are now going to be seen overseas, which has never happened for any other volleyball network or volleyball games. And it really just expands that audience. You know, it's great for recruiting in terms of, you know, just visibility and potential NIL deals for these athletes with companies overseas, you know, people that want to play professionally, players that want to play professionally overseas, it gives those teams and those managers a good look into them rather than just a highlight tape. So it's it's really big for our players. It's big for, for the network. And we are so, so excited to have these games worldwide. Now at the end of June, the Big Ten had a big announcement adding UCLA and USC to the Big Ten Conference starting in August of 2024. So that means two more seasons before the Trojans and the Bruins come to the Big Ten. What was your initial reaction when you heard this news? Oh my! I mean, along with everyone else, I was very surprised. No one had an idea that this was coming. So it was kind of a bomb dropped on everyone. But in terms of volleyball, it's so exciting. You know, those two programs have always been perennial powerhouses, two of the top programs in the country historically. And, you know, coaches like Brad Keller and Michael Seeley, just amazing coaches that are so ingrained in volleyball. Definitely makes travel a little bit crazy. You know, you have a team from L.A. going to Rutgers or Maryland. It's, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's exciting for our sport. It's exciting for the conference. We're really pumped to, pumped to have them in 2024. And I'm sure that you're going to be booking your trips out to L.A. as soon as the (laughs) conference games start for those two teams, correct? Oh, that was one of the first (laughs) things I thought. I was like, get me out to L.A. in the sunshine in November? Come on. Always amazing. So some quick predictions. Who do you think wins the season? Who do you think is the conference champion? I think it's going to be Nebraska. I could see Ohio State making a sneaky run for it, and I do think that they could win. 
it's really hard for me to pick between Nebraska and Ohio State right now. I think Ohio State has the veteran pieces to really do it. But again, they've never really been there. Whereas Nebraska, they're constantly at the top. They have really good players returning and some younger girls that are going to step up and have a lot more experience under their belts. But if I had to pick right now, I would pick Nebraska. How many teams make the NCAA tournament? Gosh, every year it is such a massive toss-up. I if I had to say, I think we have you know, the six that normally make it. So Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, Ohio State. And then I think Illinois and Michigan are going to be good this year. So I think we could get two more. That already puts it at eight. And eight teams from the Big Ten is absolutely wild. But I do think that those are teams where, you know, Illinois and Michigan, they've made it in the past few years, aside from the COVID season when it was limited. But you know, Illinois and Michigan are very good teams. I, I could see them both making it again this season. They should be really successful. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if you could see a Northwestern or maybe a Maryland sneaking up in there, but it's really tough to justify giving the Big Ten, you know, eight, nine teams in the tournament. But I mean, as we all know, it's the best volleyball conference in the country. So I also wouldn't be surprised if there were nine teams in there. Impact transfer and an impact freshman to watch. Impact transfer. Caitlin Horde is is the big one. She's jumping over. She's a middle. She was at Penn State, a four-time All-American, is now going to Nebraska. And they they need a big middle. They lost Lauren Stiverins, one of the best players in the country. Kayla Caffey just transferred to Texas. So they don't have any middle production. But Caitlin Horde is going to be really, really big for them. Freshman, that's one of those things where it's it's pretty hard to say who's going to do well. You never know really who's going to play, how they're actually going to fit into their program. I think for me, I'm I'm a bit more interested in how some of these now sophomores are going to step up. You know, we saw some of them that played really, really well last season. You know, the libero Lexi Rodriguez at Nebraska, Aurelia Orgel at Wisconsin, the outside. But I'm interested to see kind of how some of those younger, maybe sophomores or redshirt freshmen from these other teams are, are going to play. Because sometimes, you know, one year of development under under their belts are getting more experience. I'm I'm really interested to see how some of these younger younger players do. Well, I'm looking forward to the season starting August 26. Looking forward to seeing you on the Big Ten Network and ESPN. Always appreciate the time, Emily. I thank you very much, and congratulations, and best of luck to everybody as we get through Big Ten volleyball season. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm here anytime. My thanks to Emily Eamon for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Women's Soccer host Ball State on Thursday at 8 o'clock. The women got two goalless draws on the road at West Virginia and Virginia Tech. Friday, field hockey host Kent State at noon. Men's soccer is at Clemson at 7 p.m. That game is on ESPNU. Volleyball hosts Indiana State at 7 p.m. Saturday, volleyball will host Chicago State at 10 a.m. and Jacksonville State at 7 p.m. And Sunday, field hockey hosts Liberty at noon. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports.
This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.